0: Hey, it's the Red River Horror Podcast. It's episode number 89. And this week we have a very special guest, someone that I've mentioned probably once every six or seven episodes. And he's finally here. And we're going to discuss discuss something very, very exciting that's premiering on January 15th on HBO. Can you guess what it is? Yeah, we already spoiled that part. It's The Last of Us. So sit back and relax and travel down those channels of fear. Welcome back to the Red River Horror Podcast. I am your host, Joe Zekreski. It's episode number 89. I am with Eddie Chiazzo, founder of RedRiverHorror.com. Hey, Ed, how are you?
1: Joe, doing great. How are you?
0: I am pumped, my friend. I'm very excited. It's finally happened. Uh Uh-huh. He's here.
1: Yes. The
0: one and only, the fantastic Joe Griffin. Joe,
2: how are you, Joe? Welcome to the show. Hey, babes. Oh my god, I feel like Santa Claus after that intro.
0: I know, thanks for thanks for coming on, babe. So anybody who hasn't <laughs> listened in a while, or if you're catching up, I routinely talk about how much I love the art that Joe does, and how excited I am for The Last of Us premiering on Sunday, and I tell the same story over and over again like a broken record. Ed, mm-hmm. how many times have you heard me say it? A lot. A lot about I was coming up recording the old podcast... You're sitting on the couch. You just booted up. I think it was the PS4 was it 3? Yeah,
2: I think it was the PS. It originally came out on the PS3, and then they remastered it for the PS4. So it was probably the PS4 that I was playing, Yeah, the remaster version. Remember- and they just redid it again. So they just re-upped <laughs> the graphics again, and now it's out for the PS5, I believe. Holy
0: shnikes. So. Sh- sh- that's what I was thinking because I, I talk about this. We I walked upstairs, you're on the couch, you're like, hey, the game just loaded up. I sat next to you. I thought you were I thought it was a movie with this incredible intro. I'm like, oh my god. And then you started playing it. Yeah. And
2: heartbreaking intro.
0: Yeah. Like I couldn't believe this was a video game. And here we are yes. with the show coming. And I did I haven't played the games. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to chill and stick with the show as my consumption of this. And I didn't want to like look too far into it to spoil anything. So as someone who's an avid gamer, specifically lover of this game, how how excited are you?
2: Oh, I'm thrilled. I am so thrilled about this. I think they have done a great adaption of this. The reviews are out and... The reviews are great. I mean, they're claiming this is probably the best adaption that's come out. Um, it looks amazing. I mean, the cinematography, the level of detail they put into this thing, the props. Um, I'm, I'm thrilled. They actually got the original cast that has played Joel and Ellie in the show as parts as well. Get out of here. Um, yeah. So the showrunner... Uh, is Neil Druckmann, who is the director of the games, so he's very heavily a part of this thing. And the writer is Craig Mazin, who did Chernobyl, the Chernobyl miniseries on HBO. If you guys have seen that, that's so good, fantastic! <laughs> so damn he was Actually, ah, oh, it's amazing. I, he, I think he was the first that was announced that would be a big part of that, even before they announced the cast. And I was just, I was so excited. Yeah, I mean, this is, I mean. That's a great follow-up from that show.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was blown away by how good Chernobyl was. I was I was not expecting what I got. Um absolutely blown away by that when and then seeing that tied to The Last of Us, it's like I don't HBO just has it figured out, and that's why I trust it. Whereas you had other video games try to come to life like Halo, which should have been huge as just a massive flop for Paramount Plus.
2: Um, yeah, Resident Evil.
0: Right. <laughs> I didn't even want to bring that one up—the Netflix series, is also a total bomb. Um, and you know what? They—they're both failing because they're going. They went way too far from the source material. Um, the one that ripped apart Halo. One of the best critic I read about that. They're like they hired people who never played the games to make a TV show about the games.
2: I—I I didn't even bother watching it. I had enough people telling me to stay away from Halo. I, I so wouldn't. I didn't even.
0: Pretend, pretend it doesn't exist and hope HBO picks yeah. it up at some point.
2: <laughs> yeah, but so, I'm extremely excited man, uh, for this.
1: So The Last of Us, all right, walk us through a little bit of the story. So you come in, you're recording the old podcast, you come in, you see Joe boot up his old PS4. He's got the first remastered version of the game, The Last of Us. Is that with Ellen Page? Is she in that movie? No. What? No, I don't know. <laughs> uh,
2: so oddly so, enough, that's funny you bring her up because she actually—I don't think she tried to sue. I might be wrong about that. But she did. There was some controversy that said that Ellie, the the you know one of the main characters of the game, looked too much like her. And at that time, she was doing a video game called Beyond Two Souls with Willem Dafoe. so they both had games coming out around the same time so she was kind of kicking dirt to that game at that time now whether or not they based the look off her i don't think they did but you know that was a little controversy uh from when that game came out
1: yeah so
0: enlighten us like we're gonna try and keep this a spoiler free more of like an educational thing for anyone who's excited for the show like we are um my understand so one the casting is great we got we got the the Mandalorian right
2: and, yeah Pedro Pascal and uh,
0: I yeah so Pedro Pascal and I feel terrible because I'm forgetting her name but uh the girl playing, yeah who absolutely killed it on Game of Thrones who really stole the show the last last couple seasons um actually they were both on Game of Thrones that's right he was in Game of Thrones too yeah. how about that I mean HBO is kind of yeah. known for that bringing in the same same people around mm. um but from a, this isn't the your regular zo- post-apocalyptic zombie story right
2: no so, um can you tell basically me? yeah if you want kind of the concept of it it's it has to do with like a fungus like cordyceps um and it's kind of based on nature, there is a cordyceps that in, infect insects like ants and they take over the host where you just have this corpse that's just kind of walking has no control of its own facilities but the cordyceps control it. And this is kind of, what if they mutated and control people? Um, so that's, that's what the infection is. And there's different varieties of the infected. It's not just zombies and, and stuff like that. You have runners that just run. They're kind of kind of similar to like the 28 Days Later Infected. They just run at you. They hit you. They, they're they all over. They swim. They're kind of like the base level infected. Then you have clickers. Okay. Um, these are a little more infected. Um, they have been infected so much that they can't see. The fungus has grown over their entire face. And they kind of attack by echolocation, by sound. So you can't make sounds around. Then you have bloaters, which have been heavily infected, and they're kind of like tanks. They're huge. They're big. They throw these um, kind of like spores at you, and that they're heavily armored with the fungus that has grown over them. So those are the type of fact that's kind of kind of different than you know your typical zombie kind of thing. Um, and then we can get to. There's so much to it.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no. You still don't have to overload. So it's like, is it the same type of kill, or do, do they kill from conventional weapons, or do you still have to like sever, like the nerves, nervous system, like through shot through the brain or beheading?
2: Uh, so runners. I mean, pretty much anything that where they you attack them, you know, with conventional weapons. But if they grab you, it's kind of a one hit one kill.
0: Gotcha. So you're you're just donezo if these guys come in contact with, like it's cuz it's fungus so once the spore gets in your blood you're 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 done.
2: Yeah, and I know they're doing a little something different with the show spores are kind of, you know, people breathe them in and they can become infected so people wear gas masks and that's kind of where Ellie is well, I don't want to kind of ruin it. But <laughs> um <laughs> that's okay cuz that's the
0: one thing we do know is I was picking up okay. like a Children of Men kind of vibe where it's like um
2: That's a good base, yeah.
0: Yeah, she um, she is infected but she's not sick. So that's the first thing right. to getting a cure.
2: She is immune. Uh if we want to take it from the top like I can kind of start off of what the story is.
0: Yeah, like what are what what can we expect or what like
2: So I mean the whole the whole story is Joel and Ellie. It's their kind of relationship. You have Joel, um, who through the beginning and you will find out through the very beginning, he loses his daughter, Sarah in kind of the most violent ways in the beginning of this outbreak. And that's kind of where that story starts. That's kind of what throws you into that world. Okay. Um, and it's about 20 to 25 years after the outbreak happens, after he loses Sarah. Um, so it's and that, that
0: much he, of a time jump.
2: Yeah, it is. Wow. I, did,
0: I didn't yeah. know that.
2: Yeah. So we start off with a very young Joel and then we see kind of how this kind of world is weathered him down, how it's, you know, beat him down. Um, and he's with uh, a woman named Tess, who's another smuggler. They're both smugglers in this kind of quarantine zone that's run by Fedra, who's the kind of government that's giving out rations, putting up the walls and make sure that, you know, make sure that no infected get inside. They offer protection kind of at a cost, though. Um, and then the smugglers are kind of doing what they can outside the walls to make sure that they can continue living. Um, so you have joel and tess uh and the story kind of starts out that another smuggler has taken their guns and they go to kind of sell the score with him and uh what happens is they run into him um he doesn't have them he sold them to a group called the fireflies which you see is a pretty predominant force in this story they're kind of like freedom fighters so the Government either sees them as a terrorist or you know, but they're 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 trying to restore humanity. Um, and the leader of that group is Marlee, who's also in the show, and is actually played by the same actress uh, from the game. All right, which is really cool. Um, so she says, "Hey, look, I have your guns, and I have more. But what you need to do is you need to smuggle something for me." And then. Of course, we find out that thing that they're trying to smuggle is Ellie. Mm. But we find out later on is immune. She's been bitten, but hasn't turned. And Joel's like, no way. You know, I lost my daughter. I don't want to see another kid lost in this kind of world. I don't want to get attached to anybody. I'm a survivor. And that's it. And of course, later on through that journey, you kind of see that bond established of father and daughter
0: Okay. So that's that's got what you did what you've just told me has made me even more excited for this now because of that time jump. One of the things that gets a little redundant when we're doing any zombie type show or apocalyptic show is just the development and the warring factions as these communities start to build. Having them already in place just like opens the door and how you have, you know, the directors from the video games directing this. I mean, it's almost all too perfect. And then My high hopes is that the opening scene to the show is that opening scene to the game, which I think it will be.
2: Oh, yeah. And it's the craziest opening to a video game I've ever seen because you're not playing as Joel or Ellie. You're playing as his daughter. So you're his daughter seeing all this stuff happen and then she dies.
0: Yeah. So it's going to be uh, crazy. ready to have our minds blown. And then let me ask you something because we are a horror show. When you've been playing the games... Do those clickers really scare the crap out of you when you kind of when you hear them for the first time?
2: Oh yeah, man, it's unsettling <laughs> the sound and, and yeah. the fact that they can kill you in one shot. So they'll they'll have several instances where you have the runners that can see you and will actively engage you once they see you. Then you have the clickers that can't. So if the runners see you, they're like, "Oh shit!" Like the clickers are coming after me at the same time. I gotta take these guys out before those guys. It's unsettling stalkers are the other ones that I haven't mentioned. They're terrifying. So what they do, it's kind of like, you know, the velociraptors, you know what I mean? They peek at you, and then you'll see another one ambush you from the other side. Sure. They they hide. They hunt you. Fuck that. So they ambush you <laughs> Oh, yeah. Fuck Straight that. up. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's terrifying, man.
0: Dude, oh um, my god. <laughs> That's, uh, I was about to say, it's like the thing with like anything zombie related is usually like the walkers, the slower ones that doesn't scare me as much. I love it. It's when they run yeah. at you really yeah. gets my blood pumping.
2: Now you guys run
0: running and like hiding and hunting me down.
2: Oh yeah. Dude, was horrible. <laughs> and, and, and most of these things take place in like some like sewer or basement or something, oh my which God. if you're ever in a video game, and you see a sewer in a or a basement, you you know it's going to be a hard time. Yeah, it's going to be terrible,
0: dude. I'll never forget the first time, like the first like real horror video game ever experienced. The first Resident Evil, we were over at my buddy's house. It must have been like one a.m. Ed, I think you were there, and we get down just in the basement. Or when every door would open, the screen would go to black, and then like the slow animation. It's like is <laughs> a dog coming out? What the hell's about to happen? <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, and then my my biggest mistake was trying uh, with r.i.p stadia going down. i got a free trial like a free copy of resident evil village i was playing that late at That's night, good. One night and i was just like good like i think kids That's are good. gonna start dying of heart attacks a lot younger playing some of these games are so damn intense
2: dude i don't know how it hasn't got me yet yeah seriously <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm about to push 37 on Saturday, man, yeah. or not Saturday, next Saturday.
1: Yeah, Enjoy. hey, January baby. I don't even
2: know where my birthday. Oh, there you go, man. Woohoo! Yeah, I don't even know where my damn damn birthday is. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, it's it's and and I kind of gotta give a shout out to uh, another podcast that does video games, the Retrograde Podcast, because they brought up a very good point about this adaption. If this thing does well. Yeah, you know, what is that gonna mean for the future of video games? Or are we gonna get better adaptions out of it now that it's gonna be taken seriously is video games being another great medium to tell stories?
0: Yeah, and I, I I think that's exactly what we're gonna get. So I as I've gotten older, like even going back, like I love I've fallen in love with playing these old sixteen-bit RPGs that I never played as a kid. And I'm not playing these on hard. I'm playing them on easy so I can really enjoy the story.
2: Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, if you think about how it's kind of evolved from when we played, you know, like Mario Brothers up till now, you know. I remember Metal Gear Solid if you're familiar with that. That's my
1: uh, favorite game of all time, Metal Gear Solid. Right. On PlayStation. Same here, man. Yes.
2: Same here. (laughs) I didn't know a video game could do that. But
1: to, to your point, if
0: this works. Like having the people from the video game directly involved with the TV show. Think about a game like Metal Gear Solid, where there's plenty of directors and stuff from Japan that would be able to provide like the insight and what would be yeah. needed to make a Metal Gear show or series of movies yeah. actually work.
2: Um, yeah, get Hideo Kojima in there. That yeah, probably won't make half of any sense, but it'll be good.
1: Yeah, yeah right. I, you know, the story. I was going to say that that first Metal Gear Solid, I could follow along. And it was a hell of a story. Like we, you wanted oh, to yeah. hear and see the whole thing unfold. As we got to, well, Sons of Liberty, which I think I talked about on oh, yeah. podcast before. That I beat that it at nuts. like between three and four in the morning. So when things started getting loopy, I, it was freaking yeah. me out. That was weird. But so like in other words, Hideo Kojima, while Metal Gear Solid was amazing, and I wanted that story to unfold. It started to go off the rails as far as craziness. <laughs> oh, it
2: was, it, was, it was nuts! But uh, what a great series, though, man. Yeah, it's so good.
0: And uh, so, yeah, like, absolutely. For the Last of Us, how many games are in the series? Two, two or three, or two there's and a third. Two. coming?
2: So there's there's part one and a part two. So what they say is part two is not a sequel; it's a continuation of that story, which makes sense. Um, God and damn it! Recently, so like awesome. I said it's great i mean it it, it makes sense um it's it's kind of a a running story um because what you have with the consequences of that first game are reflected in that second and it's done really well um i mean people debate whether they liked it or not but people still talk about this game the second one um and not to go too far into it but Everything that happened in that end of that first game is is the direct consequence, and it it carries into that part too. It's just brilliantly done.
0: That's really incredible, just what what this series is, and everybody I hear talk about, they talk about it so fondly, and it's like something that I like. You know, we we're talking about like Metal Gear Any games, we have that nostalgia feel for. It's like hearing people playing this now, and just <laughs> yeah. falling in love with it. It's just I, I might have uh, to buy yeah. a system just to play it.
2: I highly recommend you guys do. I mean just just go through that journey. Uh like I said, I've I've probably played this four or five times. I've just played this recent edition, which people were kinda like, Do we need to pay like a full price just to play that play that game again? <sighs> I'm sorry. I'll look at any excuse to play this thing again. Man. And and the, the themes the themes of this are just so Deep and heavy. I mean, not to get too philosophical, but I mean, it has to deal with grief and loss and the scary thing of getting something new in your life. Um, or if something like that is taken away from you, how do you how do you deal with that? How do you cope with that? Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it's heavy. Yeah, I mean, and we've all experienced loss and grief and everything like that. But I, I, I just feel like the series has handled this in the most honest way, you know. That I've ever
1: seen. And
0: that's that's the vibe that I'm getting from it. And that's what's making me one of the things that made me really excited for it compared to like other so like we'll do like The Walking Dead because that's just a big example for but it's like The Walking Dead's yeah. downside was like they would try and make it very dramatic on AMC, but it's also it's it's a comic book. I mean, <laughs> and, and there's like some goofy, outrageous stuff in there that they tried to bring into the serious fold, but it's like <clears throat> you it's like, do you guys understand how silly this is? Like it doesn't like trying to make certain parts a little dramatic that maybe don't have to be.
2: Yeah, All right. We could say what we could say about with that show, but that show, man, in the beginning, was some of the most compelling television out there. It was. It was. I mean... It was incredible. Because, but the whole concept yeah. of the infected and zombies being a part of that, but the humans being the real thing, is just... Yeah.
0: That's where Walking Dead, right. The Walking Dead sets itself aside, where it's just like the, the walkers are just there. It's more about yeah. humanities com- battling each other.
2: Right. They're um, the obstacle.
0: Yeah. Where, and then there's my other one that's like, I guess you could say a guilty pleasure, but I just love Z Nation so much because it's it knows what it is and it's supposed to be silly. I still need to watch that. Where that one you get different types of zombies and different types of warring peoples and just, it's just over the top good time. You know, if you love those like, yeah. stupid sci-fi movies- then it's like oh, yeah, on the, sci- the sci-fi channel stuff it's it's right up your alley because that's all it is
2: yeah it's like and, and, and well you brought up you know there's different factions and stuff like that i mean it's the same kind of with this show you have fireflies you have fedra you have scavengers you know that that try to do whatever they can to survive and then you have you know um the government and everything else involved with it
0: yeah So in this, in the case of the last of us, it's, it's a cross country journey.
2: Yes. So So,
0: we talking coast to coast or down a coastline or.
2: So it starts, I want to say in Boston and it ends in Utah. Okay. So that's a haul. So it goes, yeah. I mean, they, they go through Boston to DC to Pittsburgh Skip Philly because uh, I mean, that was already
0: kind of. It's, it's not on the way.
2: That's it already looks like it went through an apocalypse. Anyway, see, I can say that I used to live it, so.
1: yeah. <laughs> in Boston, Philly, or Utah. Yeah, <laughs> same, just
2: kidding. Yeah. Uh, where else do they Jackson, uh, Mississippi, uh, Wyoming? Yeah,
1: oh, Jackson, Hole? and
2: that's kind of yeah. so the chapter with Jackson is kind of where we run into, I mean, we run into Tommy Joel's brother in the beginning of the story. And Tommy used to be a firefly, uh, part of that group I told you about. Um, and he, he has his own community that he's built, um, with, you know, he's got electricity back, their families there. And that's kind of, you know, you see some factions that are, they're trying to rebuild during this whole thing. Um, which is pretty awesome. It's
0: always fascinating. And the other thing with these is how are they, how does the last of us handle cars, especially with the time jump? Because it's not like gasoline is stays good for a long time.
2: (laughs) So so I don't know how deep they get into it. You do. And there is, (laughs) do
0: they have, they have cars or are they on horseback?
2: Both. Both. So they are siphoning gas from cars To get them to work there is one mission in this game where we run into bill who's played by nick offerman in the show yes Um, that's right yeah i'm so excited to see his character he's kind of a really paranoid loner kind of guy and we kind of need his help to find parts of a car to get us going to the next step so yes cars are a part of that okay of course I mean the horse travel is definitely a major part of it as well. But yeah, they find vehicles, they siphon the gas and they just kind of just ditch car to to another car that kind of thing.
0: So that the this that trope. And then is this vi- is this fungus is it human only or does it infect animals or
2: It does infect certain animals. Okay. Uh there's one chapter where monkeys have been infected and they bit somebody and then that person uh was about to turn. So there are certain animals that do have it and some that don't
0: yeah interesting it's pretty fascinating, especially like with some using the fun using a real something that actually exists in the insect world and putting it yeah. into into the human world in the human world
2: so. I, I think just the fact that something can invade you and take control of you and you have no control of yourself, I think that's terrifying. Yeah, I love.
0: I love the parasite type stuff. One of my favorite movies is a uh, you know the faculty. I don't know if you're yeah. aware of that well, Josh Hartnett and you know the whole faculty. And John get- Stewart. John Stewart, that's right. <laughs> Look at the coach. Just watching him makes me have to take a piss. He's- it was always interesting. Forget that John Stewart was like a regular actor, comedian before. I know, right? Getting the daytime show gig. Well, Big Daddy, right? Big Daddy and the Faculty are the only two oh, I can yeah. think of, but
2: yeah, yeah, same.
0: Yeah, I. So it's it's tough because how much more can we talk about The Last of Us without giving too much away?
2: I know, because when you guys told me you haven't played the game, I'm like, oh man, what can I say that's that's not going to ruin the whole entire thing? You know. So I, I hope I'm doing a good
1: enough job of not ruining yeah. too much here. Oh, yeah. So far, so good. Well, so, so I have a question. I mm-hmm. will definitely not be playing any games just because I don't own any systems anymore. I finally got rid of the old Xbox One. Uh, it was on my birthday one year. I played Halo 3, like whatever I picked up from a save point. I beat it, and then I was like, all right, I'm out. Um, but not not for any reason other than time. I just I haven't had the time to play video games. So could I consume The Last of Us so- story, the video game, on YouTube?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure you can find a good playthrough over there. Okay. Um, the one thing I'm, I'm excited for, man, it looks like they've added quite a lot to this story outside of the game. I mean, they're going to expand on things that weren't really touched in there, because you can't. I yeah. mean, if you think about it, all that gameplay time, you can fill with other story elements.
0: Yeah, I mean, it seems like the. I mean, they're, they're inv- and HBO invested big into this. Um, yeah. Especially with every a lot of networks and streaming platforms doing a lot of cutbacks for write-offs, they're this is a big one for them. Actually, HBO's got a lot of cool shit coming out this year, but either even with their cuts, but this is this is the kickoff, and I I'm like blown away excited.
2: Yeah, man. And it all started no, I'm, I'm sitting so...
0: on the couch with you,
2: Joe. I know, man. <laughs> this is awesome. And now I'm here. I'm excited. And thank you guys for having me on, man. This is awesome.
1: Well, yep. yeah. well I have a quick question. All right. So yeah. you are a video gamer. So what's the scariest, the, the most scared you've been? Which game did it to you? And then maybe which which moment where you said, oh, boy, I'm scared.
2: God, you know, I think the thing that stays with me the most, and I'm probably looking back at it now, it's probably not, because I. It, that's the thing with games, they don't age that great. <laughs> <laughs> but if you look at, you yeah, know, like the first Resident Evil, man, that was terrifying back in the day. Yeah. I mean, for whatever reason, that first zombie encounter, if you guys remember, when you first see that zombie, it's a cut scene where he's eating somebody, and he just slowly turns his head. The at turn. Mm-hmm. And that, the turn. It stayed, man. That's, that's an iconic scene right there, man. Absolutely. That's definitely up there.
0: It really is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mine, I, I honestly, I was... Th- the the crawling thing in Resident Evil 2 when you walk into that room for the first time... The liquor. Yes. That got... I, I almost doubted whether I saw it or not.
2: The, uh... I will say the remake of that second game... Is yeah. incredible. Uh play it if you want like scary like horror atmosphere i mean they <laughs> nail it man it is terrifying the game is really well done
1: where did they remake it
2: uh i, I you can get it on ps4 ps5 okay. um but they added they added i mean better voice acting better story it's it's so well done mm. and the atmosphere is terrifying the sound design is incredible <laughs> that's ah, so good
0: all right I want to talk about some really cool design real quick. Yeah, I don't know if you knew this. I mean, can't recommend it enough. If you like the Universal Monsters,
1: Joe's Halloween display. Oh, you, I don't know if you follow his art page. I, I, I probably should take a look at that. So we got friends. wow, hell's yeah, man. So what we have here
0: is the classic Universal Monsters, uh-huh. so Dracula. Frankenstein's monster and the werewolf, and I've I've seen you do the portraits, and then you did full cuts, like full body, yeah. for front of your house. Wow! Yeah. I mean, his Halloween display, I will have to post. Can we share these on our page? Too? Oh gosh,
1: absolutely!
2: Oh, of course, please do. Um oh, yeah, yeah. I, I think we decorated for Halloween a lot more than we did for Christmas.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's
0: nothing <laughs> wrong with that.
2: No, man. Uh, that is, that's that's m- one of my favorite holidays, man. Uh, basically, we had some leftover cardboard from when we moved. And, you know, you get a basement full of boxes and empty boxes. And what do you do with them? So, you know, I cut a bunch of these up. I taped them. And I used acrylic paint. And I painted, you know, full-size cutouts. I mean, the Frankenstein won't even fit up here. <laughs> um, they scared the hell out of my dogs. Um... <laughs> But yeah, I, t- I try to. Isn't m- your m- dog just as crates. big, Kirby? Yeah, man, he's probably half the size of Frankenstein. And Daisy, <laughs> the one we just got, uh, yeah, she wasn't a fan of Dracula at all. But uh, yeah, that's it's the classics, man. Boris Boris Karloff, and you got Lon Chaney Jr. as the Wolf Man, and you know, of course, Bela Lugosi is Dracula. You know, you can't get any more iconic than that. Oh, yeah. um, so I set him outside the house, put some lights against them. And, you know, we were trying to get some trick-or-treaters because, you know, living in this house, we lived in an apartment before. We had, you know, no trick-or-treaters come to the house or sure. So I put it on the local Facebook. Hey, you know, I have these cool things set up, you know, any trick-or-treaters out there. And we had, man, we had a ton of them. Nice. That's awesome. I mean, we ran out. I had to run out and get like a third bag of candy. <laughs> it, like it was insane. But, yeah, people went crazy over it, man. People were taking pictures with it. Um got got some really nice response out of it. That was fun. I, I really enjoyed it.
0: Joe, I mean it was it's incredible. You don't give yourself enough credit for how how per, no. I mean, I don't I don't know if I, it's just your art, your art is the best art. I don't know. It's just perfect. Um Thanks, because then you man. had the other ones the portraits you did. Uh, you also had the mummy, the bride of Frankenstein and uh creature from the black lagoon.
2: Yeah, I definitely want to add those, I think, next year. I'll just keep adding monsters. Do you think that's going to
0: be a thing? Just keep adding to the roster? Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So they call the township on me. (laughs) Might
0: as well. I mean, who knows? You might become a destination like those houses with the Christmas lights. People drive all around to see your Halloween display.
2: That would be awesome, man. Yeah. But, yeah, I, you know, I love horror just as much as you guys, man. Um, You know, and I collect action figures as well. Um, I just picked this guy up. Because this will work great for a podcast, a little show and tell. Um, but the uh, the American.
1: All right, it froze for a sec there, so we have to describe this. All right, so it just froze. Could you show us that again?
2: Oh, uh, American Werewolf of and uh, in, in London.
1: Uh, oh, oh yes, yeah. yeah. As an artist, you you must appreciate the work done in that film, the special effects.
2: Oh, yeah. man! (laughs) Uh, You can't get any better than, you know, conventional props and and conventional (laughs) practical effects. man. You you really can't.
0: You really can't. And I mean, that's why I mean, we love Tom Savini and everyone we talk to who has ever met Tom Savini talks about great Tom Savini is true. And he also Uh, likes it every time we talk about how his remake of The Night of the Living Dead is the perfect remake of any movie. Oh, do we get do we get love
1: from Tom Savini when we do that? Whenever you give him love, yeah, he's pretty quick to love it back. All right, cool. He's an Italian too, so I love him.
2: <laughs> what a legend too, man! Did you guys see Black Phone? Yeah.
1: yeah. Yes.
2: He designed the mask. Get out of here! Did he?
1: I didn't. I didn't. You know what? I yeah. didn't do any
0: homework behind that.
1: That yeah. was that was a very. I really liked that film. It, it was. It had it had depth there were so many layers to yeah. it it was there were moments yeah. where i was scared there were moments that kind of tugged on the heartstrings there were, it was that was a very well done film
2: it, well, you know what i loved about it, man and not to give too much away but every time he gets kind of hints and tips from from you know the phone uh it all adds up in the end yeah yeah that, that's brilliant
0: that uh, i think that was my favorite horror movie for 2022,
2: 2022. Yeah, it's uh, it's based off a of Joe Hill short story, Stephen King's son.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, oh, by the way, because I actually saw that, I had to run into Target to grab some what is it, diapers, wipes, all that fun stuff. I finally went into a full size Target. The one we have here is like a Target Express. So on my way home from somewhere, I was out in the burbs. Went into a full size Target for the first time in a long time. They had, you know, the black phone and other stories or whatever by Joe Hill up on the rack there. But up against the back wall, right next to the electronics section, was like horror toys. Yeah, like, like a full... Yeah. A full. There was Pennywise, there was Halloween 2, there was...
2: that. That's where I got that figure from, believe uh, it or not. Okay, so that, yeah, that's... There is a company called NECA, N-E-C-A, and they make different horror property i mean like any like even ninja turtles like they do figures of those guys too but and they actually did a pretty cool blend of the ninja turtles and the universal monsters
0: yes (laughs) which is really
2: awesome um yeah they'll do halloween they'll do michael myers they did uh i have a couple of jasons here as well um i have a couple of those guys too
1: well, you know, oh wow! All right, so let me see Different if I can iterations. guess. Let me let me see okay. if I can guess the two Jasons. So he's showing us two Jasons. Oh, okay. The one on the right is definitely older, like the an older Jason. Mm-hmm. Is that? Mm, ah, black pants, shirt with a jacket. Oh, is that three?
2: I might, I might oh. see if I can reveal something for you. And I'll give you a bigger hint there if you can see his face.
1: So that's a that's a cane hotter, Jason. That's that goes to hell? Is, no, not that one. Eight? Uh th- does he does he lose his mask in eight, Manhattan?
2: There's uh there's one where he he absolutely looks like a zombie. There's <sighs> some psychic interference too, he experiences. Is that, that gives is that
1: the seventh one?
2: Because to the new beginning.
1: Yes. Yeah. So yeah, yes. Jason, Jason lives a sixth Manhattan's eight. Jason goes to hell's nine. Yeah. Um, yeah. The,
2: so the other one is Freddie versus Jason.
1: Wow. I, I guess I never, I never realized he had a coat and,
2: uh, dude, he's got so many different variations. It's insane. <laughs> and there's a figure for like every one of them. It's, wow. it's crazy. Even the remake, they have one.
0: <laughs> what did you think of that yeah. remake, Joe? I liked it. I did too. I can't believe that didn't get a follow up to it. Yeah. I thought it was a great like hybrid of basically it was Friday the Thirteenth Part Two reimagined. Yeah. What else? What
2: else do you need out
0: of it? Yeah, it, it was. It was good. Yeah, stuff's supposed to be fun, right? I mean, yeah,
1: yeah. I Absolutely. agree. I agree. What What else do you need out of a Jason? <laughs> no, I'm. I'm the. At the time, it was easy to get caught up in the no oh, these stupid Michael Bay produced remakes and all that stuff. But then when I watched them again, I, and even at the time, I liked the Nightmare on Elm Street one produced by Platinum Dunes, and I liked the Friday the Thirteenth one a lot because, like, what the hell were they supposed to do? Like, what else did it? I think,
2: I think the best remake, and you guys did a whole episode about it, was the Dawn of the Dead remake. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good. That one. was my favorite one. That's that's probably my favorite zombie film.
1: I
0: mean, you talk about the running zombies. Like the opening yeah. scene in that one when they're running. It's just like, "Yo, whoa, whoa, whoa." Hey, that's against the rules. <laughs> but
2: it, it's just a fun movie. It, it is it's so much fun.
0: It's a ton of fun. And then the funniest part is the guy who's like the total dickhead in it then becomes America's dad, which is Ty Burrell, <laughs> right. and then goes on to play Phil Dumphy on Modern Family i I remember the first time i saw a commercial for i'm like i know that guy from yeah
2: <laughs> he's the dickhead from 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 uh of the dead yeah yes yeah. yeah,
0: some really hmm. good stuff and it, joe i gotta ask are you still are you still selling prints of your work do you still have a vector uh, for that i
2: haven't for a while i'm still i don't know how much you can see but this this so when we bought the house, there was an attic up here that was kind of a third bedroom. I've converted it into an art studio, and I'm still kind of getting things set up here. Um, I, I'm, I'm hoping I will eventually. I'm hoping to sell some originals too at some point.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, I love my zombie Ben Franklin, John of the Dead shirt. Yeah, man, <laughs> it's great. I mean, John of the Dead with yeah, a zombie Ben Franklin on it. It's 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 perfect yeah. for the Halloween season. Huh
2: yeah absolutely yeah i i I definitely want to sell some more stuff i will definitely let you guys know when i start doing that um i even have some wood panels that i can probably sell as originals too um yeah i mean i can't Halloween inspired ones
0: i can't say kinder things about your work joe and the instagram to follow is at joe
1: Joe illustrated at Mm -hmm. joe illustrated yeah
2: yes sir
0: that's why I got distracted right in this episode when I was pulling up your Halloween setup and then just started scrolling down and started looking <laughs> at all the other stuff. <laughs> Thank like, you so I'm much. like, slow down. Get back. I know we're, we're recording I, right now.
2: The most difficult thing is time. Honestly, just find true. the time to do it. But I do love doing it. Man. I, I absolutely love doing it. Um, you know? Speaking of horror, uh, who actually owns one of mine, is Nick Frost. That's right. Who was in Shaun of the Dead, who I met nicest dude super nice guy so yeah ed from Shaun of the dead has one of my artworks
0: yeah i and i just watched um What uh paranormal investigators what was okay did you see that his show
2: no i haven't so
0: I, I, th- I think i'm getting the name wrong but he plays a paranormal investigator Simon Pegg's got, like, a bit role in it, but, I mean, it's got the same vibe. It's, oh, it's so good. Oh, 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 Uh It's older. Truth Seekers. Truth Seekers, that's it. And Emma Darcy from House of Dragons. Yeah. There. Yeah, Truth Seekers. I just watched that for the first time over the weekend, and I'm so mad um, I missed he, it. At all.
2: <laughs> he's a really funny guy, man, in real life, too. I couldn't take a straight picture with him without cracking up He's he is so fun
0: and that's not the only shout out you've gotten from someone whose art you've done you got uh, from Midnight Mass uh, yeah
2: Rahul Kali yeah yeah I mean, also a really nice
0: dude incredible sketch that you did I mean he, and, I think uh, he reposted it right
2: Corey Barlock uh, who directed God of War um, the God of War games he actually has a portrait I did of him that his wife asked me to send his really nice wife at. that's right Of himself hanging on the wall, <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: it, it's it's that's just so cool, um
2: yeah, I mean, the way I look at it, man, these guys make so so much stuff that you know entertains me or you know has got me through a lot of stuff, and uh, you know the way I look at the the least I can do is is do a nice drawing and and offer that up, you, know?
0: yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, i mean it's it's you're an artist, they're art you know every it's it's all comes full yeah, circle. I
2: appreciate their art. You
0: yeah. Know. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I'm mm-hmm. I'm just a, I'm a big fan of Joe's work. I keep saying it. And that's I've said it a thousand times on the show <laughs> and now you're finally here. And I'm saying it with you I, to your face.
2: That really means a lot.
1: <laughs> All right. Joe Joe Griffin to to wrap I guess your favorite video game. Oh wait it's Metal Gear Solid. Ha Cause it's awesome. Um <laughs> Yeah, us PlayStation kids Joe had the N64, I had the PlayStation So they had Ocarina yeah. of Time I had Metal Gear Solid um,
2: Dude, That's when I got to play I'm, I have never played Ocarina of Time And I need to get back and play it yeah, I get it on the Switch
1: make, so sure you have, to that. make sure you have the strategy guide Because I ultimately got stuck <laughs> And had to go Feels get good. the strategy guide So, uh, you're just in, in closing What's your favorite horror film?
2: Ah <sighs> Man. Uh you know, I'm going to have to say the the Birds by Alfred Hitchcock I think is my favorite. Ooh,
0: okay. Love it. Love that taste. Why did you go classic? Like go go with a Hitchcock is like I just
2: with horror man, I I go with what sticks, you know what I mean? Like jump scares are cheap and quick. I think if you have something very unsettling and you use something as innocent as just birds just hanging out in the playground <laughs> That's haunting, man. That's that sticks with you. And I, as a kid, I I had to double check to make sure there weren't any crows hanging around the playground. <laughs> I,
0: <put it. laughs> I couldn't agree more. Like the slower burn, the something that's more like attacks like, or your humanity's kind of eh.
2: or carry a shit ton of bread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: All the right. Best way to do it.
1: Well, no, we 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 got to talk. We got to talk. I don't want to give any ideas away on the podcast, but there's definitely some cool stuff I have in mind for, for some art pieces. Total. We should do, uh, so, we should definitely get a red river horror line going. I
2: think. Yeah. Oh you know? man. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm down. Let me know.
0: And then before we're closing, um, just wanted to ask that either of you see the menu on HBO.
2: No, I haven't. I have not, but I've heard very good things about it. Have you guys, I will turn it back. Have you seen uh, The Barbarian?
0: Yes, I actually. Yeah. So something about Justin Long in horror movies is always a great beginning and then kind of a weird ending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I still liked it.
2: That was really good. <laughs> it was really good. And I went into it not expecting anything out of it, man. It, it, I went in completely cold yeah. and I was I was really pleased with it. And uh, X and Pearl. I think are my other two favorites too recently.
0: Yeah. It's def- like that's definitely the one I've been vibing on. And I, I am already forgetting what the third one that's coming soon is going to be uh, Maxine. Maxine. Ah. That's it. And then I can recommend to anybody who's listening to this. And I already told Eddie, don't look up anything about the menu. Don't see anything. Don't try and find anything else about it. Just go into it blind. You will not be disappointed. Okay. You will not right. be disappointed.
2: I will. I
1: will do that. Well, I plan on watching the menu this weekend, and I did see a trailer for it, but it was when I was in the theater to see Barbarian. So there you go. Well, how about that? I can't remember. That's how long ago it was. How (laughs) about that? Yeah. Is that that Voldemort, Ralph? uh, Yeah. Yep. Him, uh, Anya Taylor Joy. Yep. Uh, Who else? Uh, Some other people.
0: Yeah, some other people. Yeah. The one that really struck out to me the most was this guy. I can't remember the actor's name, but he plays uh, Lana Glazer's friend, gay friend in uh, Broad City. Ah. He's playing like this bro character, like the complete opposite of the character that I've seen him play before. (laughs) So that really like threw me (laughs) off.
2: One thing to throw back to The Last of Us real quick. I am very interested. You guys are both going to see this.
1: Probably. Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. I am very, because you guys are both fathers. Yes. I am very interested to see, especially with this ending, of what choices you guys would have made and how Ooh. you guys feel about it. Oh,
1: well. Follow up. I'll have to,
0: yeah, I guess we're going to have to follow <laughs> up, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I might, sorry. So I have to watch the cutscenes of The Last of Us on YouTube. And I have to watch the show. Okay. Yeah. I think I can do that.
0: <laughs> I think you can pickle that. Yeah. You can handle that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. All right. You got
0: this. Outstanding. Outstanding. Joe, it's been an absolute pleasure having you. We're running up on our on our time already. It goes by really uh, really damn quick.
2: Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm <laughs> glad I could fill up time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's not it's, running out of stuff to say. It's been a pleasure because it's made me more excited to learn a little about what kind of monsters we're going to see, because that's not something I don't mind being spoiled. I like, th- it gives me more anticipation.
2: Yeah. Uh, I'm also very interested in to see how that relationship between Joel and Ellie is. Cause I feel like if you don't have that relationship or that chemistry, the show fails.
0: Well, they casted it very well. So they did those two, those two taking the leads are outstanding. So the bar's set pretty high. And then throwing Nick yeah. Offerman in there is oh, know, yeah. just a little icing on He's, the cake. And that's a yeah, character um, that um, I'm going to be like, hell yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Ellie, I think, is you guys are going to be a big fan of. Yeah. yeah Definitely. I mean. So,
0: perfect. All right. Outstanding. Well, I can't tell anybody. Well, I can't tell anyone enough about how great Joe's art is. But, yeah, at Joe Illustrated on Instagram if you want to check out his work. It's totally worth checking out at Joe Illustrated. No numbers, no nothing. Just straight up at Joe Illustrated.
2: Yeah. I don't know how I got that name. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would have been taken right away. Anyway. Uh, thank you so much guys for having me on here. And I, I really miss you guys a lot. We need to, we need to hang out in person. Um, it's been too long.
1: Absolutely. I agree. I can't agree more. It's been. S- All right, Joe. Get, great reconnecting sorry. brother.
0: Yeah, so let's close out the show we can finish it up after we're off for a second so Ed anything else from you before we close out?
1: I am all good man that's the last of me
0: that's the last (laughs) of us so this has been episode number 89 of the Red River Horror Podcast and as always remember to keep traveling those channels of fear